Hello, and welcome back to Dive In with Exo Swimmer Girl Exo. I am your host, Exo Swimmer Girl Exo on TikTok, or Catherine in real life. And I hope you've had a wonderful past two weeks. I apologize for the gap in programming. I moved a month ago to California, and I have been so thankful for how well I'm like acclimating to living here. And acclimating to living in a new place means getting used to a completely different schedule. And so I never want to put out something specifically on here and also on TikTok that I think is like half-hearted because my TikTok is something that's really like close to me. Um, my presence on there is something I'm incredibly proud of. The community that we have on there is something I'm very proud of. And it's very, it's, it's precious to me. So when I don't have the energy or I think that what I'm putting out is not going to be worth a listen, I don't do it. Um, and so I appreciate everybody who sat with me till now. I want to have kind of a lighthearted episode today, mainly because Nick and I are still trying to figure out like the double mic setup thing. So trying to figure out if we get two mics, have a permanent setup in our apartment. We have like a loft, like a second floor loft, like work area which I love. That's where I'm recording from right now. And if we could get two mics like that could just be standing and I don't have to like hold this giant one, that would be helpful. I just don't know how to split the like split them into a computer. Um, so figuring that out. If you have any ideas, please honestly comment them on my TikTok. I check TikTok more often than other. I mean, I like Instagram. I'm like on it a lot, but I don't check it as much. Another fun fact about me, if I haven't said so already, is like Instagram DMs give me a high level of anxiety. So it's funny, like I started my TikTok um, realizing like I was commenting about stuff. If you're new here, my name is Catherine. It's nice to meet you. I have a TikTok account, XO Swimmer Girl XO. And I don't even know what you'd classify it as. Like I gave advice about people going through breakups because I was tired of hearing the same advice. And I was tired of hearing like the judgment. I feel like there's a lot of judgment online and my stuff seemed to resonate with people, which I'm really thankful for. And because of the sensitivity of the content that I discussed, at least sensitivity in my own life, I felt bad that people would just comment. So I was like, if you have a like question for me, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I had no idea that that would like that many people would have questions for me, which is just my own imposter syndrome. And so I was quickly overwhelmed and I didn't really know how to manage everything at the time. I have a job outside of TikTok I love. I don't really delve into it that much on social media because I don't want to and that's not really like my, that's not what my social media is about and I think that this is something, like TikTok is something that I love to do and maybe it's my Taurus, <laughs> the Taurus in me or maybe it's age but I've realized the older I get that when I make something a job it takes the fun out of it and I don't want to do that with this. Um, this is fun for me and I want, I think there's nothing wrong with having fun in your life. Actually, I think we need to all have more fun in our lives. I think I'm like there's this culture online of like hustle culture and like work nine to five and while working multiple jobs is currently necessary for many people to have any semblance of a quality of life myself like included I mean we're currently living in a very unfair you know system I think that we glorified a lot and I would rather focus on people than I don't know what they have to do like I'm always more interested in a person um and I think 
I'd like my corner of the internet to be something that reminds you that you're a person with wants and needs and you should, I don't want you, I don't want you to think that the entirety of your existence on this planet is to not be having fun. I frankly think that we should be having as much fun as possible. I mean, I don't know. This is a recent development of me, honestly, because I used to be so critical in my life. I used to be like, so-and-so doesn't want to work hard. I saw this thing on Twitter the other day and it was like looking at old taglines of how people have never wanted to work hard. Like, why are we so obsessed with misery is beyond me or in like we're obsessed I think as a culture with making other thinking people need to work hard for things not the pe okay I don't know how to put this and I'm still not ever making edits for this because this is me and I think that it's helpful to you know be myself sorry I'm also I want to make a comment rusty I'm rusty because I started TikTok in private really privately public I didn't tell people in my life about it and then I got this podcast deal and then Everyone knew about it and people like family members, friends, cousins, old family friends were bringing it up to me all the time. And, you know, the thing about me and TikTok is that I have like social things. I, I'm awkward socially. I, I feel uncomfortable sometimes socially. I am um, someone who's in the camp that ADHD is definitely on the autism spectrum, at least in my life, whether or not I fall on that spectrum has been something I've been unpacking a lot more recently. And I... I think of our conversations as like you and me. Um, I'm more comfortable without eye contact. I'm more comfortable on a phone. And so it's funny and also really uncomfortable for me when people come up to me who know me in my personal life, not through TikTok, who quote it. And like it gets, comes in waves and it makes me uncomfortable and I get nervous and I get shy. And, and, I, and it's, I don't know, I just want to share it on here. Because um, nervous and shy are two emotions that are totally normal to feel. Um, I said this would be light and now I'm immediately talking about people bring up my TikTok. It's weird. I mean, I am, I'm a little uncomfortable with attention sometimes. I think that's a funny thing for someone with ADHD to say, but I really am. I think maybe because I'm used to the attention making me feel small. Maybe I'm used to, maybe I don't like criticism as much as I, actually, I don't like criticism at all. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't deal with it well. I don't know how you would deal with criticism well. I take criticism incredibly personally because I think it is a personal comment about me. Um, and I've always, I mean, I've always been that way. And so it's weird because like TikTok has been this place where I can be my most honest self, mainly because I was under this idea, this false narrative that no one I knew outside of the internet would see me. And the internet has always been a place that I felt safe. I've grown up watching YouTubers. I've like subscribed to them for years. I have always felt uncomfortable in groups. I have always had a difficult time creating friendships, maintaining friendships. I have always felt incredibly insecure about my posi position socially within things. And those are the factors, honestly, that have very recently led me to believe that maybe my ADHD or some part of my ADHD has some spectrum of autism attached to it. Uh, I don't know. And so the internet felt like a place that was just safe. I know people always talk about how the internet can be really dangerous and it can be really, it can be a lot of things. And those, it's, tr it's true. The internet can be a very scary place. For someone who finds social interaction to be nerve wracking, if you, if you love the internet as much as me or you're trying, I've carved out places where I like it. And uh, it was a first for me to have any attention on a place where I've just been like a little bit of a voyeur. I will say something I have never done. I, I want to get to, sorry for this long intro. I want to get to the, 
the lighthearted stuff, and this kind of will tie into it. I have recently started listening to podcasts again. Don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I listen to Emma Chamberlain's. I love Emma Chamberlain. Um, I just love her. I found her on YouTube a couple of years ago. I thought she was, I don't know. This is probably self-serving um, that I saw. I think this is, she's very likable. She's very personable. I think she's incredibly intelligent. And I felt like I would have been her friend. And so I think that is a thing. That's a feeling many people feel. I'd never listened to her podcast. I listened to it the other day and I thought it was really comforting. Uh, and she was saying like things that she thinks are going to be trendy or whatever. I am going to do things that I have opinions on that have changed <laughs> in the past, I'm going to say, year. Uh, and this is to the tune of many people in my life since realizing that I'm here for good, like in California, have been like, you've changed. And I know that there's memes about it. It's like, I should, like, thank you, where we change and grow as people. But I thought I'd be tongue in cheek. So these are things that my opinions on them have changed. I guess I couldn't find a quicker way to say it or a smaller way to say it. And hopefully we can all get used to this thing of us talking and mainly me talking and not breathing and you being the best listener ever um, again. First thing that I've changed my opinion on is um, commenting online. So I've never been somebody who would comment hate ever. I literally have never thought to do that. I think it's bizarre, but I've definitely like when the couch guy thing started happening, like I've liked comments that I know on video, like mainly that video is the first thing I can come to mind where the comments are just doubling down on like being I'm funny at the sake of someone else. And recently, since getting <laughs> canceled by like half of the state of California, I've been reminded, you know, that's weird, guys. I mean, I don't know. Social media is like a weird thing. People get paid for engagement. And so comments are engagement. But I just, I will never be somebody who finds leaving a hate comment on someone's video okay. Like I've never found that okay. But I also don't find now more than ever, I find like commenting hating or liking a hate comment to be the most bizarre thing. And what's funny to me is some people like brag about it. Like you'll get with your friends or some people will be like, oh, so-and-so, I was blocked by so-and-so and they are like bragging. And I, I'm out on that. I think it's bizarre. I think as somebody who is nervous of negative attention, it leads me to believe that you will be rude to me. And if I hear of someone do that, I've seen other creators say this. If I know that someone's being blocked by a certain creator who I, or I see in my friends, like my mutuals comment sections, a rude person, I will block people because I just don't, it's bad. It, it really upsets me. Another thing I've changed my opinion on has been, um, and pretty recently has been um, coffee wasn't always a big coffee girl. Um, I used to say like coffee didn't affect me because I have ADHD and it didn't like really, I guess caffeine wasn't really like a big, it never really like hit me, I guess. But recently I've been loving the sweet cream cold brew, vanilla sweet cream cold brew from Starbucks. And it, I don't know, it just tastes, actually it tastes like chocolate milk. So that has been something I loved. Another thing that is, um, so that's going to be a change, I guess. Something else that's changed with me for the past year is how I spend money. So I've always loved clothes growing up. I loved like costume changes. I loved dress up. It was my favorite thing to do. Um, and I found myself often like self, I think it might've been like self-soothing when I was younger. Like I'd make massive orders at like Brandy Melville. I mean, I still use Brandy Melville's sh like shirts. I love their shirts and stuff, but I buy like a ton of stuff from a brand 
and then I like I'd spend this money on like a on brand new stuff. And recently, I started I started to think that that is probably because around me there weren't any quote unquote like good thrift shops growing up. Like I did, I felt like I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable thrifting because I didn't know what to look for. In the past year or so, I have been pretty stat like stringent on how I spend my money, and. I mean, even the past two weeks, I've like exclusively thought, shopped at thrift stores here in California and the stuff here is so cute. And I don't know, it's like a similar like high feeling that I used to have when I was younger and I would like buy something on sale. I think I started liking buying full price things because when I was younger, if I'd go shopping, I always like ran to the clearance section or the sales section. Don't know if it's a dopamine thing, whatever. And then I think when I got older and I made like money as like a grown up, I was like, well, I don't have to do that. But I feel the idea of how much waste is in the fashion industry has been something I have been unable to like forget. And there's, I actually would prefer thrifting something than buying something new. I don't know why. That's just this period of time. Also, side note, this segment is meant to show and hopefully teach everyone that I believe wholeheartedly the only constant in life is change. Something I say right now, I might not want to do in a 10 years. I'm actually probably going to say most of them I won't because I'll grow. And I think within you lives every single version of you that got you to where you are right now. The version of you that never ate, for me, like never had clam chowder. The version of me that hated vegetables. The version of me that was afraid to eat raw fish. That version of me, those like 13, 10, 12-year-old me. All of those Catherines within this 27-year-old Catherine are equally as important in existence. And I think social media could be and can be a really cool diary of all the people you've been throughout your life and that's what I want mine to be and it's kind of hard for me sometimes to post online and stuff because in my life I've been insecure about me I think if that makes sense I've been insecure about being seen and kind of tying into what I said at the beginning I used to feel like I was only seen by my friends here you know, my content would only find the parts of the internet that, of people who agreed with me. And now since moving to California, it's kind of getting back there again. But in between, there are some people who, who in their presence, I feel small. And when they bring up parts of me being online, it makes me really nervous because I feel like that version of Catherine, I guess, is like, oh, what are we doing here? I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense to me. And that's all that matters. Um, back to things I've changed my mind on. Sweat shorts, gotta be honest, I hated them. I'm gonna say so much as I despised them. Sweatpants shorts. Um, three years ago, I remember seeing like some guys wearing them and I was like, that is the dumbest invention of all time. Those are so stupid, they look so dumb. I have four pairs, I love them. I wear them literally all the time. It's baffling to me. Um, another thing I used to be out on were like baggy clothes. Um, specifically baggier jeans. I've always loved jeans. I think I like... I just really do. I've never felt comfortable in like yoga pants. You know, people are like, oh, I wish I could wear sweatpants to school. I've never felt comfortable in them. I don't know why. It's just like a texture thing for me that I don't feel dressed up if I'm not wearing like jeans. I don't know why. But um, specifically in my own like body image journey, I started wearing like, I think I was like, oh, jeans need to be tight. Um, I don't know, to show off your body. But I really like the look of like a uh, kind of baggier jean that fits a top, but is like a little baggier at the bottom you know what I mean like I like that look I think it's cool um similar to the shopping and the jeans 
I used to be really into buying everything from the same place. Um, I like when I first moved out of my parents' house, when I just graduated, I got a job offer and I had to move out and they gave me money to have my own place. Like it was like a moving bonus. And I mean, it was time oriented. So I bought like everything from Jordan's and it was like a couch set that all matched. And like, I just thought that that was the only way to look put together now. And maybe it is, most of this is probably because of my age. I, I like the look of slowly getting things. I think like I love my apartment with Nick more than I've ever loved any place I lived. It feels so like comfortable and so warm and also so like so specific to us. Like we've picked everything. Any of the art that's hanging is art I had, he had or art we got together and like everything seems cultivated to me, I guess. And I really like that look more than I like the look of something that took time. And I think all, all in all, I appreciate more time in doing things. I appreciate more the time it takes to make someone dinner or the time it takes to bake or the time it takes to pick out a present that's perfect. I, I, I have been rushing my whole life. I've been told to slow down my entire life. And funnily enough, I've been trying to do both things. And I've never been able to succeed. And I didn't really know how or why. And starting posting on TikTok, being honest about ADHD and myself, somewhere in there, I became somebody who had the ability to slow down on her own time. And that's something I'm really thankful for. And I really credit TikTok and myself for Another thing I'm, I used to be out on, but I'm now in on, is giving yourself credit for doing things. I used to thank everybody around me all the time, to my own detriment. I mean, everybody I've ever dated that, have, that has not been Nick has been someone that I would, be, I would like to ask my friends. I'd be like, don't you like him? Don't you think we're perfect? I constantly needed validation that wasn't my own. And personally, I think it was somewhere between ending a relationship knowing I did it for me because before I was in a relationship based on validation. People were like, this is what I was like, this is what I think I'm supposed to do. I ended it. And then I, I, the validation that I craved, the validation that I felt I needed was just rescinded from me. I mean, post breakup, the way I moved on dating casually, every single person who had ever given me validation was criticizing me. And that's something that I had learned to be accustomed to with ADHD, which is why I think I searched out validation because people, they, I, I, I'm faster because I'm speeding, you know? And sometimes people haven't caught up. And so they're asking you questions and it feels like a criticism. And I think my whole life I was like, well, if I could only just get them to agree, that would be normal. That would say that we're the same person. We're on the same timeline. And as you all know, I don't believe that any of us are on the same timeline. So anyway, I digress. When I was dating, I felt really isolated to the, from the people who were closest to me. I really did. I felt mocked. And somewhere in there, I learned that at the end of the day, my own validation was the only thing that mattered most. I remember when I was in college, my friend Kevin, Kevin Power, was an RA. And he's so sweet and he's so sincere and kind of haven't spoken to him in a bit. I'm like my friend in college. He was great. And I was being bullied. I mean, I've always had a difficult, I really always cannot stress enough how difficult of a time I've had with friendships. I always have. 
it's gotten a little better since I was older, um, but it's been really tough for me. And I felt really isolated. Group settings have also been tough for me, always. And so I went to Kevin and I was like crying and I was like, I just can't, like how you seem so happy. How do I do this? And Kevin was like, there's this thing that gets me through and it's that like you go to your grave alone. And I was like, well, Kevin, that's just depressing. Like this has not helped. And he's like, no, if you think about it, you always were going to. You are the only person that you have forever. And I was like, again, I feel lonelier. And somewhere within this year, somewhere within the past couple of years, I think, slowly over time, so slowly that I didn't notice until, I think until it was pointed out to me, that sentiment that I will never go to my grave with someone, I, I, you'll only have yourself, rem made me realize I've never been alone this entire time. I've always had me, and that sentiment became something that was comforting and not scary. Um, and I tried to rush that timeline too, but that's probably one of the things I'm the most proud of changing my mind about, and that's, of anything, the thing I hope doesn't change in time. Another thing, I guess the last, we're almost running out of time, speaking of time, but a couple of things that have ch I've changed my mind on have been podcasts. I used to listen to a ton uh, when I was like 23 and I just graduated college. I worked in a leadership development program, a sales program, like most people work at. There are tons of companies that do it. It's totally normal. And I drove a lot. So I was always listening to podcasts. My favorite podcasts at the time were Juicy, actually not even Juicy, were The Bitch Bible, Jackie Schimmel. I love like I loved her. I listened to every single episode. Um, and for years I was like, how I would just like, I wish that was a life I could have. And it's funny that she, like she would talk, she's from California. And so she'd be like, Oh, I'm going to go to like El Pollo Loco, which is like obviously a chain. Well, not obvious if you're not here, it's just a chain restaurant here. And she'd talk about all like California things. And, and it's kind of funny to me and it's not lost on me how I'm sitting from my, apartment I share with the love of my life similar to how she when she had met the love of her life she started like was on the podcast I think she had met Andrew who's her husband like early on into that podcast and I'm young living in California and it's just I'm really thankful for how the universe has mirrored something that seems so far away from me at such an what seemingly early stage of my life um I haven't listened to a lot of her episodes recently which is funny I have just listened to Emma's and then my Nick and I, Nick loves podcasts. He listened to a ton from washed media. They're really funny. Like I've listened, we'll play like circling back on our TV when we're like working from home. And I really like those guys are really funny. Um, recently though, this might be something you guys might not like. It's just a thing that exists. We've both started watching the BFFs podcast together. And that is because I am from Marblehead and Dave Portnoy is from Swampscott. And that man while controversial and all reminds me of home, like his accent and everything, how he, he just reminds me of home. And so it's funny. We'll like watch it every week on the TV. I think that podcast is a really funny and well done podcast, especially with the casting. Um, but yeah, that's something I'm now, I'm definitely in on. Um, I think my final notes also in on cooking dinners used to hate doing it. It's fun doing it with Nick. We had a picnic last week and watched the sunset and I used to hate doing that too, but now it's really fun. We got a picnic basket and I think we're gonna try and do it like maybe weekly, which would be really cool. 
Um, I'm still, I had a, a brief period of time where I was not in on bagels because I believe I'm sensitive to gluten, but back in on them now, they're pretty good. I had a blueberry bagel a couple of weeks ago. That was incredible. Um, and I will say I'm kind of in on mid-length hair. I think when you cut your hair short, that happens. It happened to me the last time I did this. I want my hair to grow so badly and it isn't, and it's reminding me and teaching me to be patient, I think. So that's kind of difficult for me in time. But last thing I'll say uh, on here, a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how I started playing Animal Crossing. And the last, when I logged on, the, the little switch was like, we haven't seen you in two years and two months or something, which was so bizarre. I knew I hadn't played it since I was like in a really bad place in a past relationship. And having it put on screen was so jarring to me. And I want to remind you all that I, tr I fully believe with everything inside of me that no matter where you are or who you are, no matter what you've done, that the universe has better things in store for all of us than we can conceptualize right now. And it can be hard, really hard and lonely sometimes. But I truly believe that after some time, you may realize that you've grown a lot more than you thought possible, that you're a place that you never thought you might like being at. And you'll get there by being you and nobody else, by being true to who you are, by being yourself. I love you all. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next Tuesday. Goodbye.